Guess what? It's Life Spring number 99. Lima, Sierra. 99. Cabin crew, prepare for immediate departure. Quiet on the set. Quiet, people! In three, roll tape. Two, rolling. One. The last double-digit show. That's kind of exciting. Live from our studio. (laughs) And now, your host... Hello, and welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad it's a new week. Wow, did you listen to Friday's, well, actually, Saturday's weekend music show? Yeah, I told you the last week was, well, it was a week I would have rather just deleted or skipped. But that's okay. That's all right. Helps us grow, right? Helps us learn new things. Yo, I'm 
That's Waba with Saint. You know, Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? Life Spring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. Welcome. I've got a great show for you today. I've been promising to have this guest on the show for a long time, and we we're finally able to get our schedules to line up recently. So, And I've been playing this guy's music since the very early days of the Life Spring podcast, and I was really excited to finally get to talk to him. So we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. You know, I'm really glad you've invited me to be a part of your day today. Thank you for that privilege. It's a wonderful thing to know that you're there listening and sometimes responding to what is on my mind from week to week. I don't take it for granted, and I consider you to be my friend and one of the family. Now listen, today there are some important announcements at the end of the show, so you don't want to miss them. So listen all the way through, okay? Do me a favor and do that. Hey everyone, this is Eugene Tamura, and my question for you is this. How long have you been with your internet service provider? How many times have you switched? My internet service provider is Earthlink, and I have been with them as a subscriber since April 17, 1998. Now that's a long time before anyone had ever heard of iPods or podcasting or even cable or DSL broadband. For over eight years now, I have relied on Earthlink for internet connectivity and spam-free email, and they have never let me down. If you are tired of bad service, inconsistent connectivity, constantly rising prices, and email accounts full of spam, come on over to where I am, earthlink.net. Go to www.earthlink.net, and you can get a great deal on internet service. Hey, GoDaddy is your number one source for all your internet needs. GoDaddy has new domain names, transfers, and renewals for as low as $1.99. Plus, check out their hosting plans, website builders, secure certificates, and much more. And you know what, Leanne? This last week, I went to an Orange County Podcasters meetup. Yes, you did. It was really cool. I was really, really pleased. One of the guys down there said, hey, Steve, I bought some GoDaddy stuff this week, and I used your codes, and I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, there's a lot of people to choose from. There is. And he chose you. And he chose one of the, the LifeSpring codes. Because you're special. <laughs> <laughs> you are in my book. Well, I hope I am special in your book. So let's see. We got the LS1 code that gets you uh, an additional 10% off any order. LS2. LS yeah, very good. She's learning, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. Uh, let's see. What what does LS2 get you? It gets you an additional $5 off of any order of $30 or more. And LS3? will get your .com domain name for just six ninety five a year. So get on down to GoDaddy. GoDaddy. 
GoDaddy.com. <laughs> hey, you're going to have to keep you around for a while. <laughs> I had so much fun with Leanne doing that one. That was on one of the Life Spring Weekend music shows a few weeks ago. So I just, uh, <laughs> for those of you that missed it, I wanted to play it. Hey, if you want to contact me, the preferred way is with an audio comment at 206-350-CALL. Program that number into your phone right now. 3206-350-CALL. Now, the next best place to comment is at the LifeSpring Family Forum. Just go to LifespringPodcast.com and you'll see a link to the forum right there. Next best is email, steve.lifespring at gmail.com. And lastly, you can comment on the show notes page. And, of course, all this info is in the ID3 tags of the show you're listening to right now. Wow, speaking of responding, did I get some response to last week's show with Steve O'Brien and the war? with Israel, Hezbollah, Lebanon. Some of the feedback was good, and some of it, well, not so much. Of course, with such a controversial subject, I knew that not everybody was going to agree. I knew that I would get some heat, and yes, I did. Now, I got one audio comment on last week's show, and I think I'm going to play that for you right now. Hi, Steve. It's Russ. Just want to give you a little bit of feedback on uh, your most recent show, Life Spring Number Ninety Eight, where you spoke about uh, Israel, uh, Israel, Lebanon, Hezbollah, and um, I, I found it very useful to hear the the biblical history behind this. I, I really, as as your average American uh, school student, really don't know anything about world history, and uh, you know, going back to the Book of Genesis and and hearing where all this originated helps give some useful perspective. It's uh. Yeah, still a shame that uh, things are as they are in the Middle East, and uh, I pray for peace every day. That said, um, thank you for bringing this topic up because it's it's very good to get more information, especially a, a, a biblical perspective of where we are, how we got here, um, and you know God's view of all of this. That's nothing I'm hearing anywhere else in the media. And I'm I'm very grateful for uh, you and, and Pastor Steve O'Brien for having the discussion on that topic. Uh, I feel much better informed, and uh, I, you know, having come into this with no perspective on it, I I now at least have some information to draw on to uh, to build an opinion. And like I said, my prayers are are with the innocent people of that region, and I pray for peace. Now. On to me. I haven't uh, been posting in the forums or writing email or doing anything recently because the pace of my life has been very busy. Um, I'd like to thank you and everyone else who has prayed on my behalf. Um, oh, got to pause the recording. There we go. I'm back. Boy, I love the pause button on this thing. The uh, I'm not sure if you can hear the background noise. I don't know if the microphone's picking it up. My children are out playing in the yard. It's uh, warm here, as it seems to be everywhere in the northern hemisphere right now. And they've set up a sprinkler uh, going into the swimming pool. They are soaking wet and uh, having a a great time. I think I'm going to go out and join them shortly. Anyway, thank you for your prayers on my behalf. The the Lord and His his grace and mercy has been very kind to me. And um, my wife has moved back into my house. We are repairing our relationship. And... You know, I don't want to sound cliche about it, but things are better than ever, and it's all you know it's all because of the the intervention of good people praying to the the Lord on my behalf and and you know the Lord uh, in his his great grace, mercy, and loving kindness 
just taking those prayers and and working with them. Thank you. And that's why I haven't been uh, sending emails to anyone lately. I've been so wrapped up spending time with my family that uh, the, the computer is spending a lot of time just uh, sitting idle. It uh, pulls in my podcasts for me in the evening while I'm sleeping, and then in the morning when I leave for work, I take my podcasts with me, listen to them at work, come home, and start the whole process again. This is the kind of life I think I'm supposed to be living. I love this. Anyway, hope things are well with you and your family, Steve. I uh, really enjoy LifeSpring podcasts, um, and uh, I'm going to be going out shortly and uh, listening to... uh, the Saturday Music Show. Uh, no, it's not up as of yet. I'll be uh, waiting for the Saturday Music Show, and then I'll download it and go about my errands and uh, making LifeSpring an important part of my life. God bless you, Steve. Thank you very much for everything you do. Stay cool. Yes. Very good. Thank you, Russ, so much for sending that in. Yep, prayer works. And I'm absolutely thrilled that you and your family are one unit again. That's that's wonderful. Let's continue to pray for peace in the Middle East, too, shall we? Well, before I get into today's interview, I'd really like to encourage you to be here next week for a very special LifeSpring number 100. I'm bringing it together now, and I promise it'll be a fun one. All right, now last week I had the great pleasure of spending some time talking with one of the very first Christian artists to support podcasting. Ever since I first heard Waba's music, both on Rick Wesowitz's ICM Raw and over at IndieHeaven.com, I have been a great fan. I've played his music on the show many times and also on the Weekend Music Show. He's got a real attitude of ministry, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to Waba, the man. Waba rocks. Waba's a bleeding-edge techie. Waba loves God. Waba's a worshiper. Waba got podcasting way back in podcasting's dawning days. I first played Waba on the December 13th, 2004 show. Actually, I think it was about the fourth or fifth LifeSpring podcast. And what I played was Tug on My Heart from Waba's first CD. Now, with this show that you're listening to right now, Waba will certainly have been played more than anybody else on the LifeSpring family of podcasts. Waba, thanks for coming on the show today, and thanks for being an early, early supporter of podcasting. Well, thank you, Steve, for being a supporter of us independent artists. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, independent artists are where it's at. Yeah, it sure is, man. You know, some of the stuff, not everybody likes what's played on the radio. Some of the, just very few of the artists that are out there end up playing on the radio. And there are so many other great artists out there. Well, there's so much innovation with indie artists. Uh, radio has become so formulaic that uh, there's just really nothing new happening there. Yeah, you're right. Everybody wants to, the labels really want to play it safe. Exactly. You know, I think I'm safe in saying that the very first podcast your music appeared on was Rick Wesowitz's show, ICM Raw. And I think it was his second episode. And that was uh, the the very last week of November of 2004. So, uh, like I said, you have been in podcasting <laughs> since the very beginning. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it seems like ages ago, but in reality, it, it was not that long ago at all. All right, now, I'm sure that everybody wants to know about the name Waba. Most people, when they first hear the name, think that Waba is the name of a group. Uh, tell me, w- what is a Waba? Sure, Waba is my last name, 
and uh, that's the name I go by for my stage name also. It's um, my great-grandfather's first name, um, and it's an Arabic word um, that means gift or talent. Oh. It's the same word, the same word that Jesus used in the uh, parable of the talents. When he referred to the talents, that was Waba. Really? Now, I didn't know that. Very good. And so Waba is not a group. Waba is a guy. Correct. Now, I knew that, but I know that a lot of I, I read about you, you know, here and there uh, on the Internet. And everybody refers to Waba as a they, as if it's uh, a group. And I know, actually, that you've gathered a group of guys to tour with you. Sure. Yeah. When I a couple of years ago, when I, I set out actually to, to form a band, but things didn't end up panning out. Um, and, I, and I love band situations. But to pursue the calling that God had on me, I, I felt like I was supposed to go forth. Um, as a solo artist. Now, I think I remember you referring to yourself somewhere as, uh, uh, what was it, uh, your Egyptian worship leader. Correct. So so what's the story there? Well, I mean, just my family is Egyptian. Okay. Uh, so that's, and that's where the origin of the name is from. Yeah, okay. So, if, yeah, there's, we're really, really sensitive to cultural diversity, um, and we're, we're kind of into that sort of thing. We've played churches that were all African-American, all Chinese, um, we've played at Middle Eastern um, Christian gatherings, and so that kind of part of the DNA of our group um, is to is to go out and, and seek those culturally diverse situations. Okay, because uh, you know we're all kind of part of the same family anyway. You know? Absolutely, I agree with you there. So, are you the first generation um, American, or yeah, both my parents were, were they were both off the boat, so to speak. Wow. Yeah. And so how long have they been in the United States? They've been in the States since uh, the late 60s. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your music. When did you first start writing? I started writing when I was 20. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's all and so what was your very first song? Do you remember? Uh, it was terrible. It was a horrible song. And... Um, yeah, you, I mean, to all your songwriters out there, this is let this be a lesson. You know, not all your songs are going to be hits, and most of them aren't going to be hits, and most of them aren't going to be heard by by a lot of people. They're just going to be ones you write, and you kind of stick in the back of your mind or on a tape recorder somewhere and pray that nobody else hears them. <laughs> but it's it's exercising the muscle. It's it's learning. It's uh, uh... It sure is definitely a skill that you can develop. Is it really? So it's it's. Um... How much of it is gift and how much of it is skill? I'm sure it's a little bit different for everybody. I know uh, I have a close friend named Rob Watson who just has it as a gift. He can churn out catchy melodies and any style you can think of, from hip-hop to hard rock to thrash to folk. Every song he writes sounds good to me. Um, and He just has that gift. He can pick up any instrument and write a great song on it in any style. Um, for others, though, songwriting ends up becoming, you know, I think maybe 20% of it um, is you write kind of there on the spot, and then the, the 80% of the time that you spend writing it, you maybe you've written most of the song, but then you kind of refine it, and that refining process makes you a better songwriter. Now, how does inspiration come to you? I mean, uh, do you, like, say, okay, today I'm going to write a song, or is it something that just kind of germinates in your mind until finally one day you, the things kind of come together and you put it down in paper? Well, uh, it's kind of like something I daydream about, and I end up writing while I'm doing other things, you know. Like, I end up writing in my head while I'm supposed to be concentrating on other things. You know what I mean? 
So, uh, so I just grab a tape recorder and keep it along with me and hum that melody or that beat into the tape recorder um, for later. And then I, it's the songwriting sessions. I'll usually take a few days, um, every couple months, and sit down and sort of hash all those raw ideas out and try to put them together into whole songs. If, you know, if I had the luxury of being a full-time musician um, without all these other obligations, including you know just booking for my shows and and managing things and taking care of publicity for the ministry. Um, if I had, didn't have all those things to do, then yeah, I'd probably spend a lot more time writing songs, you know, as a formal process. But uh, for right now, it's just kind of tidbits whenever I can grab a couple hours here and there. All right, I got you. And that was going to be my next question is, uh, and you, you've answered it, you're not doing this as a full-time gig then at this point. That's correct. I'd love to. I would love to be able to, you know, pay the bills, so to speak, <laughs> with, uh, with, um, uh, income from the from the ministry, but at this point, God's given me um, other skill sets and other uh, another job that He wants me to be doing for right now to help support the ministry. Yeah, well, I can certainly understand that because I would love to be able to make the podcasting thing, you know, the, the thing that puts food on my family's table, but it's not at, yeah. not at that point yet. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. <laughs> so, what is your tent making job? Um, I make, uh, I am a physician assistant. I work at a couple of Phoenix area emergency department and uh, as a PA I, I work alongside the doctors in the emergency department there and we can we assess the patients and order you know x-rays and blood work and we can write prescriptions and things okay very good well we have a little bit in common then because years ago I used to be an EMT on an ambulance rig and so oh, no uh, kidding. yeah I've done a lot in the ER before so all right so we have that in common as well my brother <laughs> all right one more thing yeah exactly I'm sure that it's probably impossible for you to say which of your songs from the last CD is your favorite, because as I sat down trying to figure out what songs am I going to put in this interview, I I couldn't come up with just a short list. I mean, just every song on your new CD is is just fantastic. So let me ask this. um, When you go to to shows, when you do shows, what is the most requested song that that you get from the audience? Our probably most requested song is Giver, um, which is a song off my new CD entitled The Beautiful Effect. Uh, out of any place we go, we end up, for some reason, getting requested that the most. Yeah, I know I've played Giver at least a couple of times on the show, and, and it was on the top of my list.
Yeah, it's, it's it's a fantastic song. There are 13 tracks on The Beautiful Effect, and three of those are not written by you. What was it that caused you to bring the other songs in instead of just making them all Waba songs? Well, I mean, we have a great, we have a very rich history of, of worship songwriting, particularly. And most of the songs I end up writing are, are have a worship, at least a worship bent to them. So um, the the history of hymns and other um, songs that people have written are, is too rich for me to just to just start doing my own stuff and not try to do other people's songs. And sometimes I feel like, you know, if I hear a song, I might be able to put kind of my own spin on that on the God's given name. And you know, maybe maybe there there are people out there that didn't like the original song that might like my version of it and that that version of somebody else's song that I do might speak to them. Uh, more adequately than the okay. original version did. You know, one thing I'm really loving is the fact that uh, today's church really is kind of rediscovering the old hymns of the faith, and uh, like you said, kind of putting you know a newer spin on on the things. Yeah, that's that's why I started my podcast called Lifespring Hymn Stories. Uh, people are really really digging that. Yeah, very cool. I mean, I think I think we'd be uh, we'd be mistaken to. To get rid of those and or to ignore the hymns, you know, just that old thing, you know, like just because it's old doesn't mean it isn't good. Uh, we uh, there's there's some incredible lyrics in there, um, especially in, and among the old hymn writers that just you know they get right to the core. Yeah, some of those hymns are just so rich, and you, you just when you when you pay attention to what you're singing instead of just singing you know an old hymn by rote, uh, it can just bring you to your knees. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, I, one of the songs that you have on um, the beautiful effect is "Flame," and "Flame" is a prayer. I just love that song. It, it actually brings tears to my eyes when I listen and when I pray along with that song. It is really just an anointed song. Wow, that's so cool! Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I love that song. Author of my faith, rekindle this flame, burn it hot and bright in me today. Perfecter of my soul, will you rule this heart again? I want to be where you are, without you I'm lost. Will you be the keeper of this flame? Lord, to you I run, so help me overcome. When my faith is weak I'll follow you today Lord, keep me as I pray It's your fire I see I want to show the warmth of your love Oh 
to see your ministry go? Wherever God wants it to go, that's the quick answer, and that's like, you know, the, the pious answer. But I, I'd love to see, um, you know, I've, I feel like God's given me a vision of leading worship for large groups of people, young people, um, on a regular basis. Um, now, if that involves, you know, doing one uh, large service a year, um, or every three years, or once in my lifetime, then that's great, and God's given me those opportunities. But uh, I'd love to be able to tour the United States toward the world, leading worship, um, writing songs for the church to worship to, recording those, and then also le- bringing up other leaders, um, worship leaders and worshipers um, within the church, and even from outside the church, bringing them into the fold through uh, worship music. Now, I saw that you recently uh, signed a deal with Indie Heaven. Tell me about that. Um, Indie Heaven is an incredible organization founded by Keith Moore, who is a former member of the choir, that's one of the the choir. And they, um, and Indie Heaven is an organization operates to support and promote independent Christian artists. Um, their website is IndieHeaven.com, and you can read all about them there. Uh, but the deal that uh, we signed recently with Indie Heaven is for a booking agency or a booking department that they recently opened, um, and they're uh, going to be working around the clock to try to find us uh, more and more opportunities to expose our the art that God's given us and given us uh, more ministry opportunities to minister to people. So is that going to take some of the, the the booking pressures off of you? Do you think you'll be able to get enough bookings from Indie Heaven to not have to kind of take care of that part of the business? Well, in a way, I hope so. In a way, I hope not. You know, I hope so because it's a lot of work. I end up, you know, as an independent artist, I end up being my own manager, my own publicist, my own booking agent. Uh, and that takes away time from the ministry, from my family, and from being able to write more songs. Um but in that process, I've, I've grown uh, fond of kind of developing right relationships with the local ministers and the local church leaders. You know, we, there, there are over 20 different churches locally that we play on a regular basis. And those um, and the times that we go and we minister to those groups, we've been able to foster relationships with those people. And that's essentially the foundation of any ministry is relationships. Sure. So I, I, my hope is that, yes, I'm able to... Free, up, free myself up more, but then I also don't want to lose, you know, lose touch of those relationships that I've fostered over the past couple of years. Yeah, I I understand that very well. Um, in the beginning, I got 
almost all of the music that I played on the show over at IndieHeaven.com. And and uh, in order to get the permission, I would have to, you know, send an email to an artist like I did with you. And, and you know, we would begin an email conversation back and forth. And now a lot of the music is coming from uh, the Podsafe Music Network, and you just pull stuff off of there, and you never have to directly contact the artist. And I tell you, um, while that's really convenient for a podcaster, it... it sh- it really doesn't um, foster the relationship like you and I have built over the you know the last year and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I guess something is lost with all that technology, but you know, it also makes it. it it's also a little bit more um, true to the to the art too, because you it allows the artist to to share and share alike, and and you know the the podcasters out there, you know, you're not in this for the money, obviously, because that would be a very bad business. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> And, and likewise with me, too. You know, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the fame or glory. I'm in it for the glory of God. Yes. And if you're in it for that, too, then it, it kind of you know, takes out all the formality out of it and allows us to share and share alike. Exactly. And that's, of course, something that's a, a part of your whole philosophy when it comes to sharing your music. Why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. All of my songs that I've written, not the cover songs, but songs that I've written are licensed under a Creative Commons license. Um, now their website is creativecommons.org, and their um, their mantra is kind of uh, instead of all rights reserved, their mantra is some rights reserved. This this puts um, copyright infringement and allowance of sharing and downloading back into the hands of the artists where it belongs. You know, back uh, way back in the early 20th century, the, um, the United States government imposed these copyright laws to try to protect you know people's intellectual property, um, and they did it as kind of a a safeguard so that nobody would be, you know, taking, say, my song and then putting in a commercial and trying to make money off of using my song. And while that's appreciated from the artist, um, it, it's still something that automatically goes onto every piece of art, every um, piece of writing that's written. Um, when and then there becomes this misunderstanding that, you know, if if even as an artist, if I allow people to download my songs, then someone somewhere is breaking the law. Um, when the truth is that if if somebody asks me, asks my permission to use one of my songs, and I say yes, then it's not illegal. If someone asks me permission to burn a hundred copies of one of my CDs and give it out to all their friends, and I give my permission, then that's legal. Um, so the Creative Commons license um, uh, allows me to do what I feel I'm supposed to do. I feel really strongly about this, Steve. Um, I feel that you know, among podcasters and artists, we can we can really get back to the truth, and that's that God has inspired our art, uh, not and, and that ultimately our art is not our own to keep. It's not our own to to harbor and say you can't have it unless you pay me. Um, it's it's getting back to look. God inspired this in me. I insist that God inspired this in me, and He wanted me to give it to you. So you can take it for free, or you can buy it on my CD. And you can share it with as many people as you want, because he gave it to me to minister to you and to as many people as possible. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand, too, about Creative Commons versus copywriting, you know, the RIAA versus indie things. Um, I know when I first got into podcasting, I thought that if an artist said, yeah, you can use my my music, well, if if they're on a major label, then really they don't have the right to say that. The, The label owns their music. It's true. Yeah, a lot of the times the label does end up owning. It depends on the particular contract, but yeah, a lot of the times the label does end up owning the publishing rights, 
which means that any performance or broadcast of those songs uh, is not really their own. You know, it's kind of like whenever you're reading the liner notes of your favorite CD and it says lyrics used by permission. You know, the, the artist the artist has to write the lyrics were used by permission, but um, because you know, even though they've written it, the record label often owns those lyrics. Then once they sign them, yeah, that that just blew me away when I first you know understood that concept. Um, one of one of my friends um, is Brian Duncan, and you probably are familiar with Brian's work. Yeah, um, yeah Brian is you know one of the the founders of contemporary Christian music, and he doesn't own ninety nine point nine percent of the music that he has. And so you know he, he's gr- fine with me playing his stuff, but I can't play it because it's copyrighted and it's owned by you know one of the labels that he used to be on. Yeah, yeah, it is unfortunately. You know, and secular label contracts aren't always like that. In fact. Um, there are a lot of Christian bands that are deciding to go, to go secular, not because it's you know tempting or because of the glory and the fame, but because, simply put, you know more secular label contracts um, are are more fair to the artist than our Christian artist contract. Unfortunately. All right. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about your website, Waba? Sure. The website um, has downloads, uh, free downloads of songs, pictures. Um, most importantly, it's got uh, upcoming dates of when we're going to be playing. We might be coming to your area. We're coming out to uh, doing a tour of Pennsylvania and Ohio later this month. Um, <clears throat> it also has a membership area. Um, and the way this works is you pay $20 up front, and you can download any of all of my songs to any computer you want, um, even you know if you have a computer at work um, and if you have one at home, then you want to download you know, all 40 or so of my songs onto um, your both computers, and you can do that, and you can burn it and share it with other people. Do you still do the ringtones? Oh, yeah, I sure do. Yeah, they're available at iSound.com, but there's a link to them from my website. You can get down, uh, yeah, download ringtones to your phone of three of the songs that we have. Well, tell me a little bit about your family. Sure, I'm, I'm married. I've been married to uh, my beautiful wife, Jody for about four years, and we're actually expecting our first baby in November. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Do you said in November? Yes, we're doing November. Okay, doing November, and so far, Mama's doing fine, and baby's coming along okay, and everything's going really well. Okay, yeah. excellent. Now, do we know um, what sex the baby's going to be? We are going to make a surprise. Oh, that's fun. We, we deliberately are not finding out. Yeah. Yeah, that's how um, I did my first uh, child as well. I ended up. I've got three boys. But uh, f- uh-huh. for me, it's always fun to, you know, what's, what's it going to be? And <laughs> I like surprises. No, I, read about, I read about a medical study where uh, women tend to uh, push harder during labor if they don't know. Really? What the gender Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. I guess they're just more anxious to find out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a surprise at the end of it all. <laughs> that's great. Uh-huh. Well, Waba, thank you so very much for spending time with me today. Thank you so much, Steve, for all the support. We really, really appreciate what you and the other podcasters have done to support us, independent artists. What a great guy, huh? Thanks again, Waba, for a great time and a great conversation. Podcast, trying to give some stuff a listen, but the thief stole all the talent and the content was all missing. People were saying things too stupid to be saying, and the music that I heard was worse than my harmonica playing.
The Joker spoke to me and said, I've got something for your ears. You can find the world's best podcast listed out at Podcast Peers. So I checked out all the winners and my heart was beating faster than it did in 65 when I picked up a Stratocaster. You need to see or hear new things, but you're tired and you're bored. Go download some winners at the Podcast Peer Wars. When you find your podcast playlist is as wearisome as a morgue, it's time to head on over to podcastpeers.org. Uh, you know, as an old Bob Dylan fan, when I heard that promo for the podcastpeers.org website, I just had to play it. Yeah, you can find some great shows over there. And if you're a podcaster, they are now taking nominations for podcasts in several different ca- different categories. And I would encourage you, if you're a podcaster, to go on over there and nominate some of your favorite shows. And maybe uh, second or third or fourth or fifth, a nomination for a, a certain uh, show in the religious category. Uh, who could that be? I don't know. Hey, also, don't forget, you can find some fantastic podcasts at podshow.com. Register over there as a user at Podshow Plus, and you'll be amazed and astounded at how easy it is to find and get new shows to put on your playlist and how easy it is to listen. Podshow.com. You'll love it. I promise. Hey, you know, a basketball in my hands is worth about, oh, I don't know, about 19, 20 bucks. A basketball in Shaquille O'Neal's hands is worth about $88.5 million. <laughs> it depends on whose hands it's in. Now, a baseball in my hands is worth about six bucks. <laughs> a baseball in A-Rod's hands is worth about $26 million. Depends on whose hands it's in. Tennis racket is useless. <laughs> completely in my hands. However, a tennis racket in Roger Federer's hands usually means a Wimbledon title. Hmm. Depends on whose hands it's in. A rod in my hands will keep away a wild animal if I'm lucky. A rod in Moses' hands will part the mighty sea. Depends on whose hands it's in. A slingshot in my hands is a kid's toy. A slingshot in David's hand is a mighty weapon. Depends on whose hands it's in. Two fish and five loaves of bread in my hands is a couple of fish sandwiches. Two fish and five loaves in God's hand will feed thousands. Depends on whose hands it's in. Nails in my hands might produce a birdhouse. Nails in Jesus Christ's hands will produce salvation for the entire world. Depends on whose hands it's in. As you see now, it depends on whose hands it's in. So put your concerns, your worries, your fears, your hopes, your dreams, your families, and your relationships in God's hands. Because it depends whose hands it's in. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, don't forget the next week's show will be Life Spring number 100. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, you'll most likely be hearing this show on the first of the month, so it's time for my once-a-month reminder to please cast a vote at Podcast Alley for the Life Spring podcast. There will be a vote link, and there is right now, in the right-hand sidebar on the show notes page at lifespringpodcast.com. Now, I only ask once a month, as you well know, so please get on over there right now while you're thinking about it. Hey, I want to thank you for allowing me into your head today. It really means more to me than I can tell you. Please, tell a friend about LifeSpring. And if you get on over to Podshow Plus, be sure to dig me and I'll dig you right back. Remember that Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said... Who do you say that I am? Life Springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. Remember, I'm Steve Webb, I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. 